The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm Benjamin Shapiro, the executive producer of the MarTech Podcast, and today we've got a special episode for you, which is going to be guest hosted by Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly Newsletter. Juan is a recovering MarTech consultant turned creator who writes an amazing weekly newsletter about the MarTech industry. And I'm thrilled to invite him and some of his friends to take the mic and share their knowledge with you, our loyal MarTech Podcast listeners. All right, here's a special episode of the MarTech Podcast, guest hosted by Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly Newsletter. Hello, hello, marketeers. My name is Juan Mendoza from the MarTech Weekly. Joining me today is James Mahwini. He is the visionary investor business builder at Media.com. Media.com was developed following a fascinating story that James literally just told me, and I can't believe it's true. It's definitely worthy of a Netflix uh, TV series where a substantial legal battle with Australia's corporate regulator, the founder personally encountered the destructive harm of misinformation, how it can, can destroy business and also harm society. That's why Media.com offers the unique opportunity for right of reply without the risk of misinformation propagation. Now, James and I are going to discuss empowering truth in the digital age. So much content is out there. Social media is filled with it. Everyone has got an opinion. Everyone has got an ability to distribute that opinion and share information and news as they see fit. But Media.com really helps to solve the problem of what's true and what's not. Yesterday, James and I talked about empowering truth in the digital age, and now we're going to continue our conversation by discussing protecting your online reputation. Okay, here is our conversation with James Mahwini, the visionary investor and business builder at media.com. James, great to have you back. Thanks, Juan. Good to be back. So yesterday, we talked a little bit about misinformation, its impact on society, how marketers can prepare. But I would love for you to perhaps break down for us a little bit, what are the different types of online reputation threats that marketers should be thinking about, particularly from a brand perspective? Sure. So in the information age, and when the internet really started to take off in the late 90s and early 2000s, we've all seen how rapidly information and therefore misinformation can spread. 
So at any point in time, a business that a market is responsible for handling the reputation of and the brand of can come under attack. And that can come under attack across a whole range of different platforms. It could be social media. It could be online publications, which is really traditional media, but in an online sense, as in newspapers. It could be online review platforms. It could be a third-party blog or a discussion forum. And so there are now so many more channels that a brand can come under attack from. And trying to keep on top of that can be a challenge. A lot of marketers will be aware of things like Google Alerts, where you can get notifications basically daily if your brand or certain keywords that you specify are written about and Google's algorithm and their crawler pick that up. So there are certain tools available out there to try and keep on top of your brand. But I guess at the end of the day, there are just so many more channels compared to pre-internet days that now marketers need to be on top of. I think that the point that there's so much risks in just the variety of channels out there (laughs) and how much content from one social channel in particular will spill into others. What I see a lot, particularly with TikTok, is that because TikTok has designed their platform that it's really easy to download and share videos elsewhere, that you see someone do something on TikTok and then a whole different conversation happening on Twitter because someone uploaded the photo with a caption and then it just sort of spirals into this thing. You know, usually it's quite offensive or a lot of conflict is in it. So it sounds like there's a lot of challenges just figuring out the lay of how these social networks operate and how they interact with each other. There is, and this is why what we're doing with media.com, I believe so important. And whether it's media.com or another platform like media.com, and I appreciate we're all, particularly the younger generation, are very bent on decentralization. And, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of very strong arguments for that. What I believe needs to take place is that there needs to be a central source of truth. That network, call it a social network, if you will, all the profiles need to be verified so that the users are accountable for what they publish. And if someone wants to verify some information, they go to one central location. At the moment, exactly what you described a moment ago is how quickly misinformation, and when I say misinformation, that is innocent typos or innocent misquotings and things like that can be spread so, so rapidly across so many different platforms, but no one knows where to look for the truth. And that's why we believe that what we're doing with media.com of creating that single location where people can go to, where they can trust the fact that the profiles are verified, therefore users are accountable for what they post, And if they want to get their information out and do so in a credible way that's free from interference because we don't allow comments on media.com, we're building something that I think is very timely in an age where there's just so much misinformation um, that can be spread across such a wide variety of platforms literally overnight. Yeah, that single source of truth or that ability to even like a Snopes type example where you can go, is this true or false? That's very helpful. But however, the incentives of media is that the the false thing or the contentious thing will get 10 times the reach of the correction. And you see this constantly where a tweet, which is making an accusation or a claim, that thing goes viral and it gets 10 million views. And then the correction may get 1 million views, even though it's correct and it resolves the situation. You just see that the incentives is that most people be exposed like 10 times more than to misinformation than actually real information or a correction. But I wanted to ask you, James, can you give us an example and what you've seen at media.com with a company that's successfully recovered from significant online reputation crisis? What kind of strategies did they employ to regain their trust and credibility with their customers and their audiences? 
Sure. So at the moment, based on the platforms that exist and social networks that exist, a lot of it is a very long, hard, slow slog. And particularly if you're a lesser known brand, the media publications, as in, in the traditional media publications, they just hold so much weight. They rank well in Google search results. They are trusted just because their brands have been around for a very long time. Arguably, they are more trusted by the older generation as opposed to the younger generation. The younger generations coming through certainly put a lot less value on traditional media and less trust there, and they all of a sudden started to put more trust on social media. But now what we're finding is happening is that social media as a mechanism for obtaining information, trust is now being degraded there at a very, very rapid rate of knots. I mean, we've seen this with this terrible situation in the Middle East. We've seen it happen with the Ukraine war. So users are more and more distrusting of the information that they see on social platforms. So as marketers, it is very challenging with all the noise around to get a voice out that conveys the message that you want to convey, particularly on social networks. And so what was once a highly effective way of creating a lot of awareness about your particular position in relation to something is becoming increasingly harder simply because people now don't trust social networks like they once used to. So we're left in a position as marketers where we don't control the traditional media. We can put out press releases in the hope they get picked up and not distorted to suit the narrative of the publication. We're left in a situation where what we publish on social media is now less and less trusted because of fake profiles, misinformation, and all the problems that are being faced there. So the question is, well, what's next? As it stands today, our options really are, we create our own content, we put it on our own websites or on platforms that we control, which are free from comments. Or until one day when the likes of media.com, which we'll be launching our first profiles early next year, and other platforms like media.com and Touchwood at this stage, we haven't heard of any others, but in due course, I'm sure there will be. That's, I believe, the future of where information is going, and particularly when it comes to brand safety and, and really trying to protect our online reputation. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. 
Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So when it comes to, I guess, ensuring the accuracy, integrity of user-generated content, it seems like and it feels like there's just nothing marketers can do. Users are going to create content about a brand anyway. They're going to use their content in specific ways. One really interesting example was with generative AI, where someone took Harry Potter IP and Balenciaga high fashion brand and mashed them together into like a two minute video of basically turning the Harry Potter series characters into fashion models for Balenciaga. Balenciaga (laughs) had nothing to do with it. Harry Potter had nothing to do with it. They didn't sign off on it. The freely available content online. And the video blew up. It was very funny. It is actually a pretty interesting sort of creative project in its own right. However, it just seems like there's like marketers are totally powerless in this situation. Users online are just going to create content and they're going to create about your brand and there's nothing you can do about it. What do you think? Is there things that marketers can do to try and mitigate the negative impact or the risks associated with just user-generated content posting whatever they want? Yeah, look, I hate to be negative on this, but the reality is it's getting worse and harder. And so even though you might be able to curate an audience in your own right, build out your own mailing list, get your own social media following and try and grow on that, it is so, so difficult because there is just so much noise and chaos out there. Again, it's a big statement, but I believe the world is in an information crisis. Marketing is about ultimately conveying informative way. But what we're finding is the network, social networks that we once put a lot of trust in our ability to do that are actually becoming less effective. I did see not that particular Harry Potter example, but Harry Potter having an AI-generated rave or party, I think it was literally <laughs> yesterday. So highly entertaining. But just think about our society for a moment. I get it's entertainment. Some will argue that it's a way of conveying a brand image for Balenciaga in, in the instance you quoted. But what sort of society are we living in where we are now mass producing this stuff that actually does not move the needle in terms of society going ahead? Harry Potter having a Balenciaga party, even if you put the three together, is not going to make the world a better place. So we're in a situation where I believe society's in this sort of dead zone at the moment because social networks at one stage took off and we all put a lot of hope in because all of a sudden we're in control of the content, user-generated content. But I believe that the next phase of the evolution is what I call user-generated information. Content has a lot of marketing connotations. Information is different. We're talking about accuracy, authenticity, information integrity is absolutely pivotal. And that's really where I see the future going. One of my favorite books is from Neil Postman. It's called Amusing Ourselves to Death, Public Discourse in the Age of Show Business. It was written in 1985, and it was all about how media is turning information into entertainment the entertainization of everything, including politics. For example, like with Donald Trump and Joe Biden, right? Politics used to be really boring. (laughs) And, you know, like the content around the information was really just to inform who you vote for and what policies you want to support. But now each politician, they're entertainers, they're celebrities in their own right. They're building their own audiences. Heck, even Trump owns a social media platform called Truth Social. Now, these folks are entertainers, and it's almost the entertainmentization of everything online means that we're just creating the wrong incentives. We're not giving people education. We're not giving people high-quality information so they can make important decisions in their life. 
for giving them entertainment at an endless drip feed. And at that dystopian note, unfortunately, we have to end our conversation with James because it's a fascinating way to think about how marketers can prepare for a world that's increasingly becoming more impacted by misinformation, AI deepfakes, and all the challenges around user-generated content. And so, James, thank you so much for joining us on the MarTech podcast. But if you'd like to get in touch with James, you can find his LinkedIn and his Twitter profile in our show notes. And if you would like to learn a bit more, you can go to media.com. That's media.com to check out the important work that James and his team are doing. James, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Yuan. It's been a pleasure. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to our guest host, Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly Newsletter. If you'd like to get in touch with Juan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Juan Mendoza, but it's spelled crazy pants. It's J-U-4-N-M-E-N-D-0-Z-4. Or it's a little easier to just visit his company's website, which is themartechweekly.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletters and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.